0: Lock
1: Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Legally Steal Show, where we are giving you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. I'm your host, S.E. Day, for this September the 18th. Um, As usual, coming to you live from Tampa. It's nice. The weather, actually, the heat is actually breaking. And it's really nice down here. Beaches are really nice. So if you want to do that end of summer trip, run down to Tampa, or at least down to Florida, and enjoy yourself before, you know, you really get into the mix of the fall. Well, as usual, I have a great show for you today. Had a lot of interesting things go on this week. I put out a national call uh, for a credit expert course we're doing this show, is the follow-up to the show of understanding the ambiguities of credit. And I told you, and I try to keep what I promised, that I was going to bring the show back to you with some expert opinions, expert advice, and not just my voice. So we have a really good show going on today, so you will be able to hear a lot of the information that I've been talking about uh, from an expert in the industry so they can tell you more. And uh, so stay tuned. This gentleman should be coming in, and his name is Wayne Sanford. He should be dialing in at around 15 to 20 past the hour, and we're going to talk to him in detail. I have some questions that people have emailed me, and thank you again for, you know, sending out this message and transferring it over to other people who may be in need of this type of advice because my job as a consumer advocate is to bring you the information you need to make you a savvy savvy enough and smart enough buyer in this type of market. So this show is really going to be geared towards the credit and getting you getting your portrait prepared before you actually enter into the dealership uh, a few things want to talk about uh, of course I'll give out the uh, the call in number it's and you can jot it down it's three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight that's six I'm sorry that's three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight press one so we will know you're in the queen and we'll be able to talk to you as as we go forward um, Again, the gentleman Wayne Sanford is going to come on He's a national expert, national credit expert And the author of The Real World of Credit And we'll be talking to him about 15, 20 past the hour This week, um, I actually had an article That's a piece is going to be written in uh, for Bankrate Bankrate.com And uh, of course, those of you who know that I am the Tampa Bay Automotive Examiner, which pretty much gives me a license to go out and talk to anybody in the automotive industry uh, in the Tampa area and be able to bring in good information and write really nice articles where I can actually give expand my platform here of giving you the information you need to do the things you need to do. I... One of the emails that I got last week was about, well, SC, you know, I've been hearing bits and pieces. I hear your show over here. Is there a central location that we can, you know, be able to tie into all of the information, the radio, the writing, uh, the blogging, the website? Yes, there is. Uh, The the address is legallysteal.blogspot.com, legallysteal.blogspot.com. From that, that blog site, you can actually launch into the show, listening, listen to um, previous shows, as well as go directly to that website and be able to download the podcast. Also, if you go on that, uh, once you go on to Blog Talk Radio through the Legally Steal blog, click on follow. That way you'll be able to get updates about the show and things that are changing um, that are that that are coming down the chute, and you'll be able to hear them as we send out emails and the um, our newsletter and the blog goes out. Again, that's Legally steal. That's L E G A L L Y S T E A L dot blogspot dot com. Also, our email is the show T H E S H O W at legallysteal dot info. The show at legallysteal dot info. The popularity of the show, I, you hear me saying this every week, and of course I'm very excited because, uh, listeners, we are on our way to syndication. Uh, those of you who know me personally and those of you who are knowing me through the airways, should know by now that I'm aggressive. I'm very aggressive, and I believe in results. So we are growing, and uh, national syndication is my, is my next stop. And so to say that, I'm saying thank you for listening to the show, for calling in, uh, leaving your remarks and your responses uh, through our email, but calling into the show and, and giving us encouragement to keep going forward. As I told you, we are changing up the show a little bit. We're going to have a, every week I want to bring on somebody different. And if I'm not bringing on somebody different who, you know, who is an expert in the industry, then I'm going to be on location at some dealership. We may do some, do some surprise um, sales at dealerships. And, of course, I am very open to your ideas and your suggestions, so you send them in, we can get them out to people or, or actually go out and do some interviews right there on the spot and let you hear how a, a, an actual transaction will go down uh, as, far as, as far as buying vehicles. This week in the news, the president has did something that he said he was going to do, uh, and that's for the for the financial industry. And this is something that is important to every citizen in America. You should know this. You should research it, get into it. But he is starting the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau now. Hopefully, it's not going to be just another bureau where you have, you know, salaries of people being paid and they're not doing anything. But the the Financial Protection Bureau, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, is designed to watchdog, be a watchdog of of the the, the financial industry, including the credit industry. Now, there are some things that are out there. Uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1996 that you need to research. This is going to give you a lot of information about what is happening with the credit industry, your rights as a consumer, uh, and things that you can do. And, of course, we're going to question Wayne about some of those things when he he calls in because we want to get some clarification about this. But the, the, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is going to help you in a way of interest rates where banks are overcharging or you're late on one issue and, you know, you're getting slammed with these high interest rates. Um, I had a question this week of a person wanted to, they actually had like a $6,000 card note left but they had an opportunity to either put that card note on a low-interest credit card, um, one of those introductory credit cards, because they had about a $10,000 balance on it, and they wanted to know what, what, was, what was my suggestion of what they should do. Go ahead and charge that card to that and, you know, pay it off. Now you can get the title for it or leave the note where it is. And I had to explain to them the difference of one is uh, is a revolving credit, which is your credit card, and the other one is an installment loan. Um, Now, the thing with the credit card is they could charge that card to the credit card to pay it off, but the problem would be if they miss one of those payments on that credit card. Well, what was going to happen is, or what is going to happen is, that credit card rate could shoot out the roof. So if you're not aware of the fine, the fine print on your credit card agreement, be very careful. The other thing is you're going to use what is called a convenience check. Um, when you get a credit card, newly established credit card, normally the credit card company will send you a convenience check. It looks just like your regular check from your, your, your checking institution, But what it is is it's considered, and you have to be very careful in reading this, but it's considered a cash advancement, which normally your interest rates are going to be a little higher on your cash advancement because it's cash, not credit. So basically my suggestion to the person was make sure you read your fine print, and if your fine print says that you know this balance is going to be weighed out until it's paid off at this lower interest rate, then it may not be a bad idea because you can actually have your, once it's paid for, you can have your title, and now you own your car outright. But if it's going to, if if, if in your fine print you're going to read where you may get in trouble by doing this, then don't do it. Uh, let Continue to go ahead and pay it off, um, with the with the lending institution, and don't stick yourself with that bill on your credit card. So it's kind of a toss up. But my suggestion is, if everything is laid out the way it should be on your on your credit card agreement, and if it's truly going to be the lower interest rate, then take the lower interest rate, pay off the car, and then you can pay off your credit card uh, over time. So it you know it, it weighs of And you may talk to somebody else, another expert in the industry, and they'll tell you, no, don't do it that way. If all the parameters are in place, then do what's going to be best for you. Because once you pay it off, it's going to show on your credit report in about 60 days that it's been paid off and paid in full, which is a good thing as far as your credit rating. You have a paid-off vehicle. Um, And because it was $10,000 on the credit card, you haven't maxed out that balance. You have a $6,000 uh, uh, debt on that credit card of a $10,000 balance, still puts you in a really good situation. So now your credit score is improving. You just don't want to be caught behind the power curve. So these are the type of questions that we're getting in. Um, another lady called in, and it was about building credit for her for her teenage daughter who's you know, going to college. and. Not a real strong job for her teenager, but but she was in a in a place that the mother was. She was in a place where she could actually finance the car. So I told her, my advice to her was, finance the car and have your daughter pay it off, but have your daughter look at it as if the loan went through the bank. That way you can get your money back. We all know that if you give me something, I I don't respect it as much as, as if I'm paying for it. So these are the type of questions that we are welcoming and we're looking forward to them coming in. And, you know, we really want to give you the best advice uh, on, on what you need to do. I want to talk about the book, How to Legally Steal Your Next Vehicle and Save Thousands. Um, it's, a, it's a piece of information that you can use as your saving grace at the dealership it doesn't cost you a lot of money and as you know i guarantee my book you are probably not going to find a lot of people out there to do this but i guarantee that if you buy the book and it doesn't save you thousands thousands of dollars i will buy the book back from you because i know the industry i know it inside out and this is the kind of book i promise you when you go to the dealership, you know, they're not going to be happy to see you with this book because it's going to take some money out of their pockets. So, get the book. I think right now it's running about 10 or 11 bucks on Amazon, but it's definitely a buy that is worth getting and you can share it, you can give it as a gift. It's one of those gifts that will keep on giving as long as you're in the or buying cars. It's one that will work for you. So, definitely get the book. If you're on Blog Talk Radio right now, Blog Talk Radio slash forward slash legally steal show, uh, you can order the book by clicking on the, the icon right there on the live where I'm you know, on Blog Talk Radio. You may order the book from there. of course you can go to Amazon and look it up, or you can go to several spots, legally steal dot com or you can go to Amazon, uh, not Amazon www.legallysteal.info. But it's definitely something that you want to pick up. You don't want to pick it up right before you go to the dealership. You want to get it now. That way you can prepare yourself. It has a lot of information in there uh, that can give you the, the edge that you need before you get to the dealership. So definitely pick up the book. And as I told you, 15 past the hour, Uh, We're going to have our guest calling in. Um, His name is Wayne Sanford, and we are welcoming Wayne to the show. Wayne, how are you today?
2: I'm doing very well. How about you guys over there?
1: Oh, absolutely. So how is it out in Texas right now?
2: Finally cooler. (laughs) We have been hit from 100-degree weather to the effects of that hurricane to where it was the rain was just pounding and it was just crazy but now I think we're finally past that into the nice weather.
1: Well Wayne, I don't feel that bad. I mean, I am in you know in in Tampa where our temperatures have been in a consistent 90 degrees. However, however, we do have, you know, really nice beaches and the temperature will normally be a little cooler on the beach so I'm not I'm, I'm loving where I am. I'll just put it to you that way.
2: I'm loving right now. Not you. You asked, asked me this uh, 30 days ago. It would not have been uh, the same response. <laughs>
1: well, Wayne, listen. I'm, I, I've been telling um, our listening audience a little bit about you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them a little more, and then I'm gonna let you talk about Wayne Sanford and what Wayne Sanford does. But as I said, he is a national credit expert, author of the Real World of Credit. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Wayne has analyzed over 10,000 consumer credit profiles. Now, that's a lot of profiles, a lot of profiles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wayne, has, Wayne has written credit articles for Don and Bradstreet, Yahoo Finance, Business uh, Fox Business, and Bankrate.com, AOL Finance. He's hosted a show in Dallas called Credit Matters. And he's the CEO of New Start Financial Corporation. So, mm-hmm. Wayne, did I miss anything?
2: Uh, the other one, uh, which is my mom's, the happiest about, I'm actually in this month's Money Magazine article. And since my mom is n- in no way, shape, or form uh, a computer expert, she can actually buy something to see her son's name. <laughs>
1: okay, Wayne, I'm jealous. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm really jealous because I want to get that connection. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Wayne. Uh, pleasure having you on today. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show, and it was called Comprehending the Ambiguities of Credit, mm-hmm. and a real interesting show. Um, what I've been telling people is, of course, I've been in the car industry forever. I'm an insider, so I know the 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 whole inside track, which led to the Legally Steal" show. It's kind of named after the book. Mm-hmm. But I wanted I wanted our listening audience to, have, to hear an expert in the credit industry. I know a lot about credit, but I'm an expert in the car industry, not mm-hmm. the credit industry. So having you on is a real pleasure. And what we're going to talk about are a few things, and I know because you know what you know, I can put you on the spot and it won't be a problem. Not at all. Good, good. One of the things is from a dealer standpoint, And also, you know, uh, Wayne has been, he he was on a dealer track program uh, with with dealerships and had a credit repair program. What are some of the things that dealers look for in your profile?
2: Well, obviously the first thing, if you're trying to purchase a car, obviously the first thing they're going to want to look at is see if there's any repos. And here's a really funny thing about a repo that some people just really, really just get confused. Somehow something happens to the car, they didn't read their paperwork, they didn't understand. Whatever the case may be, I've heard it numerous times with clients. They say they got so mad at the finance company and so mad at whoever the case may be that they said, you know what, I'm just going to take the car back to the dealership, drop it off, and it's now your problem. And people don't realize that once you finalize that paperwork, it's not the dealership's car. It's the bank's. And I mean, you probably have done that before. Where you have to just call up the bank and say, "Hey, they some they dropped their car here."
1: Well, uh, I told them I, I, several shows ago, but I, I remember years ago as a young salesman, um, I was selling at the Dodge store, and a lady had when they when the Dodge Intrepids came out. So that was way back in the '90s, <laughs> but they were not perfected yet. And when this car, this lady's car, it was it was truly a lemon. She was having problem after problem after problem. But she brought the car back to the dealership and spray-painted in oh, yellow geez. paint. <laughs> spray-painted in yellow paint. This is a lemon. Don't buy from this store. And I just looked at the lady, you know, at the time I was the arrogant car salesman. I just laughed, and I was like, ma'am, that's your car. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the dealer's problem. It's your car now. So that is really good information. It is your once I tell people, once you sign the papers, take delivery of the car and cross
2: over that curb, it's your car. Yep. And then I tell you, another thing which is really funny is, and they, they just, once again, like I said, they just don't realize, hey, this is, I'm bringing it right back to the dealership. It's not the dealership's car. It's the bank's car. And the bank is obviously the bank. They're going to say, well, we signed a legally binding contract, and you agreed to this, you broke it. And a lot of times when they say, let's say the car's worth twenty grand. And they take it back and they sell it at auction for ten grand to try to recoup their money, you are financially responsible for that difference, which is at ten thousand dollars. And a lot of people don't realize that either.
1: Audience, I hope you're listening to this. So, you know, whether you do a whether you do a voluntary repo or an involuntary repo, if they can't recoup their money for the car, you are legally responsible for the difference.
2: Mm hmm. And then another one, which is so huge and gets so many people into trouble, ranging from cell phones to credit cards to not so much homes, but even cars a lot. If somebody asks you to co-sign, most people think, okay, they just need my help getting the car, and that's it. They don't realize that what they're signing is that paperwork that they're saying is, hey, if uh, if this person doesn't pay the car, don't worry, Mr. Bank, I will. And the bad part is, is if they do go 30 days late on a car payment, and Experian back in 2007, early 2008, put out a, a report that said one 30-day late payment on a car can knock your credit score down up to 100 points. Wow. 100 points. And the bad part is for that, for that cosigner, cosigner, joint account holder, whatever terminology they want to use, is they will not contact that joint account holder till it's either getting repo or even till it's about that ninety day late time. By that time your credit is absolutely destroyed. So good rule of thumb, if you have to co sign for someone, make sure the bill goes to your address.
1: Oh, so I could be driving around living my life, I co sign for, say, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm living my life doing my thing and my credit my credit score is dropping because debt person didn't pay for the
2: car. Yep. And you don't have a clue. And then once you find out, what are you going to do about it? You signed the document, you agreed, and they're under no responsibility to contact you as the co-signer about the uh, payment being 30 days late because they don't deem 30 days late to be so crazy. 90 days, obviously, they're freaking out. <laughs> I don't think that's a uh, technical term, but that's, you, that's our real-life world term.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a nice...
2: Because <laughs> let's face facts, picture you getting that phone call, and then they're wanting to know, uh, you know, you need to make up for that $1,200 uh, worth of three payments, or the car is going to get repoed, and you, you're like, what are you talking about? Wow. And they wow. tell you that they've already destroyed your credit be- besides this, so you either pay it or it's going to get repoed and charged off.
1: I understand. I understand. That will
2: ruin your day.
1: <laughs> Listen, what I wrote an article this week. And um it's coming out but it, the title of the article is Lower Credit Ratings Are Now Becoming a National Norm at Dillers because of the financial strain that the country is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um I saw yesterday that student loans have now topped credit card debt. And a of little. course mortgage you know, mortgages on a whole separate planet. But when mm-hmm. you talk about loans, credit cards And a lot of people don't even pay attention to the silent debt killer, and that's car loans, vehicle loans. Mm -hmm. But dealers are now starting to be a little bit more lenient, or finance companies a little bit more lenient, uh, towards lower credit scores. What do
2: you think about that? You know, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 when it comes to – and I, I would always play this game with some people sometimes going, uh, let's, let's pretend you're a bank. And I will even ask somebody one time, let's say you have – you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, and you want to buy a, um, a car. Which of those three do you think is the easiest one to qualify for, and which one do you think is the hardest one to qualify for? And most people, most of the times, think the hardest to qualify is a, is a, a, home, a home loan. And actually, some of these days now, and now obviously the finance companies for cars might have dropped it a little bit, but the the homes are actually the easiest these days. An FHA loan only requires a 620 credit score. Credit cards, since they know they're the first ones to go, you know, things get tight. You have to pay a car note, house note, and the credit card bill. Which one you're letting go first is the credit card. So nowadays, some credit cards, you need a 680 credit score.
1: Wow. You
2: know? So, I mean... So that gets a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but um, ha- I mean that. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world because as bad as the market's getting, obviously, you know, people still need to make money. People still need cars. Banks still need to to make money. So it makes sense that they're going to have to go back and take a risk because the, your credit score is a three-digit number that tells somebody how you pay your bills. So it measures your payment history today. How you pay your bills today reflects a lot stronger than how you paid them five years ago.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, one of the things that I've been I've been putting out to the audience is from from the car perspective. Um, your your credit profile paints a picture of you. Uh, It can be a Rembrandt, or it can be something that your three-year-old put together with
2: crayons. (laughs) I always tell people, and it's really funny, is when we talk about the credit process and the disputing process, you need to think of your credit report like your adult report card. And anyone that has children out there are constantly probably jumping on the kids about you want to get good grades, want to get good grades. However, if we compare their grades to our credit report now, there may be a slight difference.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you know, do as I say, not as I do. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, listen, because you are a a national credit expert and you've been in the business of helping people re, repair their credit, what is the importance of, what you do, and how can it benefit? I mean, we talk about how, how, how easy a person's credit score can be dropped. Mm-hmm. What, what can you do to help a person get that credit score to increase? And and I know it's a long question, but the other part mm-hmm. is, at, at what rate will that person's credit improve by using, say, a program like New Start Financial?
2: Gotcha. Okay, well, let's, see. let's start off by trying to give some free advice first, because one thing I've always learned, and even just as a listener when I'm listening to talk shows, blogs, podcasts, one thing that I've always personally hated is when you have a guest come on and all they do is, oh yeah, I, that's, that, that, I've got that on my book, buy my book, buy my book, kind of annoying, because you know, we want to give some free advice. And one of the first things that I tell people is, if you're looking to hire a credit, credit company, legally, you can do all of this yourself, obviously, if you knew what you were doing. You know, in a perfect world, if you challenge something and it's incorrect, it gets fixed. We all know we don't live in a perfect world, ergo the name of the book. Right. One of the first things that I tell everyone, your credit score is that three-digit number, again, that measures uh, your payment history. If you don't have any credit cards on your account your scores can drop when negative information gets removed. It's just as crazy as that because it's almost like you're in high school. If you have a 3.0 grade average and you want to get a 3.5 grade average, but you don't want to take any more classes to get there, well, that's impossible. Right. In order to get a good credit score, you need to show that bank or that credit model that you can take on a bill or a debt, and then you can make a payment next month, the following month after that, people don't realize that it, it's not how much money you spend, it's the consistency. You get one of those secured credit cards that that's all you can get, and it's a $300 limit, charge $30 a month, you're going to keep it below 10%, which is phenomenal. And you do that three or four months in a row, you will start generating very good positive credit history. Most people need at least two lines of what's called revolving credit. That's a credit card of sorts where the balance could be this today and it could be something else tomorrow. An installment loan is a car loan, a mortgage, a student loan. Every single month you know what the payment's going to be. So you definitely want to have at least two revolving accounts. It is so huge I can't even begin to tell you how huge it is. That will, number one, help you automatically. Now, if you're going, getting ready to want to go buy a car, perhaps, let's say you do have two of those $300 um, you know, credit cards. And let's say you owe $270 on each of them. Your score is going to be dramatically affected by that because the scoring model is going to read that as that card. It, you don't owe $270. You owe, you are 90% maxed out. And let's break it down even further. Let's say you have a Macy's or a Kohl's card, and, you know, they cut your limit down to $100. bucks. i have seen it. And you owe $90. Okay, $90, not exactly earth-shattering money. But the credit system doesn't say you owe $90. It says that credit card is 90% maxed out. That makes you look like a really bad risk. So if you're going go to, to go perhaps to look to purchase a car in order to get the best interest rates, you want to see those numbers as low as possible. Now, when you pay the credit card today, they don't automatically call up the credit bureaus and tell them. It can take up to 45 days for them to report that to the credit bureaus. So when that car company pulls your credit, and let's say you're a 580, but those two cards are maxed out, well, if you'd show up two weeks later, those cards will be paid off, and now you're a 630. So that's the free advice.
1: (laughs) Okay, wait, 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 wait. Say that one again. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, here's what happens let's, use, let's just pick Capital One since they're a monster Okay Your Capital One credit card, you have a $300 limit And you owe $200 mm-hmm. Okay You are approximately 70% maxed out Give or take a few points Absolutely Okay, now if I told you Hey, I wanted to borrow some money from you And you looked at my credit report And I was 70% maxed out on some bills You're probably not that comfortable loaning me money
1: Absolutely not.
2: You're not looking at the dollar amount. You're looking at the percentage. So, But if that was paid off, all of a sudden I'm a better risk. Better risk, right. better interest rate. So I run before I go to you or before I go to the car dealership, I look at my accounts. Hey, $300 limit. I owe $200. Let me pay this off. You go to the bank. You go online. You call on the phone, whatever the case may be. The credit bureaus typically will only re- – I'm sorry, the creditor will only report to the credit bureaus once a month. So, a great thing to do is to contact your credit card company and ask them, "Hey, when do you report my account to the bureaus If they report it on the fifth of the month well then go out go on the tenth or the twelfth shopping for your car because that's when that'll that will reflect that you have a zero balance or maybe a fifty dollar balance that'll give you a better credit rating when you try to get that car Wow so Ms.
1: wayne this is this is one of the things that I just picked up, and i'm glad you said that, and this is this is free advice, but it 's really because one of the things that I like to do with the audience is, you know, our slogan is giving you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just pointed out something very, very good that they need to listen to. And basically, you can have a lot of uh, low balance, if you will, credit mm-hmm. cards or charge cards, store cards. Mm-hmm. But if your balance is 80 Eighty percent charged off on that, or uh, you maxed out. Mm-hmm. It will affect your credit score drastically. Yep. Than it would if you just paid that thing down a little bit, and that's a very smart way to do it because if you can pay that, uh, pay that amount off, it will reflect a good good credit rating for mm-hmm. you when you get to the dealer. Correct. Wow. Well, listen, this, that, 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 that is really something
2: interesting. Right. So that's the free stuff. <laughs>
1: keep going, keep going.
2: Um, I had the write-down when you were writing, asking me that question, so then now how, how can I help? Now, sure, this is kind of me patting myself on the back, mm-hmm. uh, but what I always tell people, if you're looking at whether it's contemplating hiring me or any credit company whatsoever, what you need to be very wary, wary on, on my website, waynethecreditguide.com, Mm-hmm. I have, and here's just the fr- – um, let's throw out an extra freebie for everyone. If you're getting harassed by any of these collection companies, there is what's called a cease and desist letter you can send. If you go to waynethecreditguide.com in the top right-hand corner, you can download that letter for free. The instructions so Wayne, are
1: there. I'm going to put that on the blog, so awesome. I would definitely – Listening audience, everything that we're talking about today as far as the uh, contact information, I'm going to make sure that I put it out there for you. It'll be on the blog, so you'll be able to contact Wayne directly. I'm sorry for interrupting, Wayne. Go ahead. No, that's
2: okay. It, it'll, you, can, you, you need to send the letter certified, put the, put the information in on the company that is calling harassing you, and it'll legally basically tell them, hey, stop harassing me on the phone. If you want to contact me, send a letter. So now you can stop looking at the phone and being scared every time an 800 number pops up. So, you know, and let's face facts, stress is stress.
1: (laughs) Wayne, my audience don't know anything about that. What are you talking
2: about? Hey, you know what? Here's how I look at things. The creditors, collection agencies, they have these big-time attorney firms that use every single law against you, and you and me as consumers, we just shrug our shoulders and go, hey, that's not right. That's not fair, and that's about as far as it goes because we don't know anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they say if you don't know your rights, you don't have any.
1: Well, I just put out right before you came on that uh, the president this week, uh, he brought in Elizabeth Warren, to basically be the special advisor in setting up the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's going to be a great thing for consumers, but even with that, it's like what you're saying. If you don't pick up the telephone and give them a call, they won't know your problems. Mm-hmm. And most people will run from, you're right, run from the telephone instead of being able to talk to them and because they don't want your property. They want the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in talking and putting that, you know, that type of information out there, is is really good. One more thing I want to talk about. Sure. I've been doing a lot of research and I've been seeing stuff called CPNs, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, personal numbers, consumer personal numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I hear it in
2: your voice. Please,
1: please put out some information about that.
2: Here's, you get, I mean, I I was actually at a mortgage loan office um, company, God, how long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, and he was like, hey, I can get some of these customers, you know, they can, instead of using their social, they can use this number, and then they can apply for credit, they're a blank slate, they can get credit, and then everything's all wonderful and dandy. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> it's right. and the best part was the website kept using the word "hey legal, legal, legal." When you got to keep saying "legal," yeah, there's something that's not funny. You know, if it walks like a duck, <laughs> if it sounds okay. like a duck, it's a duck.
1: All right, Wayne, listen, listen, Wayne. The title <laughs> of our show is the Legally Steal Show. Now watch it.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what can happen. I mean, technically, even with an I-10, you can actually use that number, and technically, you can create a secondary profile for yourself.
0: hmm
2: You can do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, it's going to be the bank's decision. I mean, it, it's kind of half a one and six a dozen of the other, if that makes any sense. When the, when the authorized user on credit cards, when the banks finally realize that, hey, we're getting duped, where somebody with a bad credit score can have a friend or their mom and dad who's had two credit cards for 20 years, perfect payment history, huge limits get added to them, and they can enhance their scores. They thought, obviously, for consumers, greatest thing ever banks are going, hey, you're fraudulently enhancing your score. There's no law against it. It's a loophole, and hey, this is how the system works. Now, they did adjust it, so it doesn't help your score as much as it used to, but it certainly helps. Right. You know, Anyone that says that it doesn't help anymore basically doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So you can do that. Um,
1: so under it, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, it, does it address, Things like the ITN number? Uh,
2: no. It doesn't? It, it, okay. It, it based, like I said, the number, once again, what it really does is it allows you to, I mean, once again, we're just talking loopholes, which is the basis of the um, the show, right? Mm-hmm. Got to work the system, baby. You got to work the system before it works you.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Right. You're right. <laughs> but, 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 but here's a disclaimer on that, and I'll say this. Um Most people, when they do this, they're Mm -hmm. going to put their name and their birth date on that number. It's like it's creating a um, a totally new profile. Right. Well, what the bureaus are doing is they're starting to cross-reference. Correct. So they will cross-reference that new number that you got, that new profile. And if you messed up on your first number, your Social Security number and your credit, Mm -hmm. chances are you're going to mess up on the New number that you have because it 's about discipline it 's not about getting the credit it 's about keeping the credit and being disciplined and paying for it but once they cross reference your numbers and, and and all of your information you 're going to look you 're going to be actually looking at almost one credit report where they 're going to show your good and your bad with mm-hmm. the new number and your old number
2: correct i mean they're, they're, and they 're doing that behind the scenes they 're going to it's almost like, hey, it's a temporary Band-Aid fix. They're eventually going to merge the two files. It's going to happen. Absolutely. You know, I Absolutely. mean, and the, the, the bureaus, you know, they always say the bureaus are three separate companies. They are not government agencies. They're for-profit businesses. Absolutely. If anyone's ever, If anyone's ever tried fixing their credit on their own, and all of a sudden after they start, they get bombarded with these collection calls, well, what people don't realize is the credit bureaus sell what's called the trigger list. To all your creditors and they say hey when this file becomes active you have to give all of your updated contact information which now they sell as an additional service because it's all about the money right. and now the harassment starts all over again
1: wow well wayne listen tell us what you can do now your paid service what is the okay thing you can do to help my listening audience
2: one of the main things that we do, and I always tell everyone, if you're going to look to hire a credit company, you want to make sure that any credentials that they give you, and credentials are huge, any credentials they give you or they say is something that you can verify. I had a company soliciting their services to me saying, oh, we've got this great tracking system. If you want to hire us, we've got, we've got the highest deletion ratio in the industry. I said, awesome. Who did the survey? And he went, what? I said, well, because I've been around eight years. I didn't get a, I didn't get a sheet. <laughs> So you want to – we call our company the company with credentials. And some of the things that you mentioned, I've been around for almost eight years. I've looked at over 10,000 files. I am Fair Credit Reporting Act certified. If you go to Google and you type in my name, Wayne Sanford, and then you type in the word credit, like you had mentioned earlier, I do articles for AOL Finance, Yahoo Finance, CreditCards.com, Dun & Bradstreet, Money Magazine, that kind of stuff. And I joke around, and I've got probably – more credential than 95% of the companies out there, and they literally are almost charging double what I do. And I say the reason why they do is because I'm not looking to screw over the consumer. It's just that simple. You get a database tracking system. I helped a gentleman a couple of months ago. He was a 480 credit score. Now, when you hear a 480 credit score, I, thank God I was sitting down. <laughs> well, it turned out that his, his credit score was really bad, but the credit profile wasn't. And that's how some of these companies get you. If they start asking you how much were you going to put down on a house, they're searching to find out how much they can charge you. And you know what? That's once again, smells like a duck, walks like a duck kind of thing. Our customers, we got that one person who was a 480 to a 650 in four months. Wow. He got the creditability instructions. Yeah, I'm actually partnered with a nonprofit company that gives a guaranteed line of credit for $5,000, helps the credit score tremendously. And at the same time, what, like we said, there's that te- the temptation of using that credit is not there because really you can't use anything that they're selling unless you want to build a home and go green. <laughs> so you get all the benefits and no risk, which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the av- Oh, um, the book, like I said, the name of it is called The Real World of Credit. I designed it in a magazine format. And one of the things that I really wanted to do is I joke around, we kind of live in an ADD society. You know, now, 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 quick, quick, quick. Well, what I did was I broke the chapters into each chapter is maybe one to three pages. Simple, quick. It's full-blown color. It's actually the only color-type magazine credit book out there. Um, Explains to you what you need to do, how it works, and more importantly, what decisions you make today, how it's going to affect you tomorrow. If you want to do this now, that's great, but here's how a car company, a credit card company, a mortgage company will look at you later down the line because you did that stuff. It tells you a few little, quote-unquote, secrets. I don't really like using that term because everyone uses that. Um, And I know how we get a lot of lazy people out there that they they may be going, wow, that book sounds awesome. I want to buy it. And then it lays on the coffee table. (laughs) So I actually created a cheat sheet in the book. If you're too lazy to read the book, I've got a cheat sheet so you can at least read a couple of sentences from each chapter. That will hopefully get you interested so you read the book.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, hearing that, and I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, mm-hmm. because one of the things that I put out about my book, How to Legally Steer Your Next Vehicle and Save Thousands,
0: mm-hmm. what I
1: tell people is I guarantee my book will save you thousands of dollars on your next vehicle purchase. And if it doesn't, I'll buy the book back from you, because I know the inside. I know that when this book goes to the dealership with the customer, mm-hmm. um. That that whole pucker factor at the dealership. <laughs>
0: it's gonna,
1: yeah, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> tighten up muscles because when, this, when they open this book and they go through it, they're going to save money because it knocks the dealer off guard. And basically, what I'm hearing you're saying about your book is your book is very similar. If you don't want to read through all the pages, you have something that a cheat sheet that they can see and use to help them get themselves back on track.
2: Mm-hmm. They, may not, they may not have the time or the energy because, you know, you come home from work, you're exhausted. And if you have kids – I mean, I have two dogs, and they, and they suck the life out of me sometimes, so I can imagine children. And you're getting ready to do something, and all of a sudden there's a section of my book in that you can actually look at the cheat sheet, get the little core notes on it, and then all of a sudden if it raises a red flag and you go, whoa, I need to read the rest of this. Well, rest assured that you're not going to sit down for an hour. It's two to three pages.
1: Okay, okay. So they'll be able to do that and actually be able to put it in motion. Correct. Well, listen, Wayne, it, was, it, it has truly been a pleasure having you call in. I am um, going to definitely reach out to you again uh, to have you on because I love the information that you're giving. And you came on the show not in a sales format, but basically a, a truly an informational Outline. Listen, if you would give your information again, of course we're going to reiterate it in the law, in the uh, in our blog, and we're going to resend the show out during the week where people will be able to hear the show again. So give them your information
2: again. Great. Sure. Um, well, once again, the name of the book is The Real World of Credit. The website I want you to go to is waynethecreditguide.com. In the dead center, you'll see that by the book where you can either pick an e-book or the hard hard magazine cover itself. Don't forget about the cease and desist letter that's in the top right-hand corner if you're getting harassed by collection agents. I definitely want to try to relieve some of your stress there. Um, And like I said, I'm just the guy that's got the credentials. I know the system. I've been around so long. Um, I'm semi-obsessed with credit, and that will usually work in your benefit. If you want to discuss or have a conversation with me, email me, call me, and I'm here for you guys.
1: Well, there you heard it, audience, uh, Mr. Wayne Sanford of um, New Start Financial Corporation and the author of The Real World of Credit. Wayne, it was a pleasure again, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
2: Thanks a lot. You guys take care.
1: Thank you. Well, audience, that's that's the type of of, of information that I want to bring to you on a weekly basis. Um, I want to get your feedback. And of course, our lines are open, three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight. Press 1 so we know you're there and we'll bring you on. But that's the type of information that I want to put out to you to make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do as a consumer. My job is to make sure you have the language, you know the language, you have the right attributes. So when you do go out and make purchases, and not just cars anything. I mean, this gentleman is telling you that here you are, it's much easier to get a house and a car than it is to get a credit card. Those things are in, in, in the industry are changing. So what he does is, and I like the way he put it out, this is something you can do yourself if you know how. Well, it's the same thing about buying a car. If you know how to go in and negotiate, you don't need to hear my shell. If you know all the intricate details of the car business, you don't need my book. But if you don't, it truly will be the best money that you've spent. Now, enough selling on the book. Back to the show. I want you to be able to send me emails at the show at legallysteal.info, the show at legallysteal.info. Put out the information or, or request the information that you'd like to hear. As the show progress, we're going to transition the show into a number of arenas. We want to talk about a lot of things that pertain to the individual themselves. Now, next week I, I am starting the series of understanding the financing rhetoric. And the whole purpose behind that is everything that we've talked about, credit car, you as the individual, the things that you need to do, we're going to now start the series where you can understand how the actual financing works, how the interest rates work, how to put all of this together, where you sit from a national platform, where you sit as an individual, how all of this will benefit you at the end of the day, because remember, The last thing I talked about it and talked about it, the last thing I want you to do is to come home after you've made a major purchase and wonder if you made the right decision. At the Legally Steal Show, our job is to give you that information to make sure you make the right decision. And that's the series. I think it's a four-part series, uh, understanding the financing rhetoric. And I'm going to have people on, uh, guest callers from the car industry, from the banking industry, banking or credit union industry. Um, That way you will be able to talk with them or either hear them. Please call in when they're on the air, but you'll be able to hear them and be able to put together a, a game plan for yourself. See how the credit union work over banks. Now, my job is to be unbiased when I put out information, but I have to tell you that Uh, I am a really big, really big supporter of credit unions because of what they can do. I think they're more competitive because they're member-owned instead of uh, shareholder-owned. They're actually willing to work with you more to get you what you need and just the power of credit unions, the credit union movement. So you're going to hear me really, really support credit unions, and that's not to knock banks. Banks will do what they do. But the as far as the interest in the consumer, I am going to say the credit union cares about its members, probably a little bit more than banks <clears throat> care about its consumers. So um, as we go forward, I'm definitely excuse me, I'm definitely going to put that information out more and more to give you what you need. Uh, again, hit us up on the blog www.legallysteal.blogspot.com. Hit us up, and you can be able to keep track of all the things that are going on and be able to share in some of your insight on the blog. We'd love to hear from you and be able to respond to you on a regular basis. Um, The other thing, of course, is the show. That's during the week. We rebroadcast the show. For those of you that missed it, you rebroadcast or pass it on to somebody that did miss it. But we rebroadcast the show on Wednesday, put it out again on Monday, and then Wednesday is the next week coming up. And so you'll be able to tune in. And the beauty of online radio at this point is you can hear the show whenever you want. You can also look us up on um, iTunes and that's the Legally Steal Show, Legally Steal Show at iTunes. It's going to be under the automotive section, and you can be able to download this on your iPad, iPhone, and on iTunes itself and stay tuned into what's going on. So definitely we want you to be an active participant, pass it on to somebody that may need to hear it, because we're talking good stuff here. We're talking the things that the industry may not want you to know. And my job is to put it out for you. Remember, um I own the show so the content that I put out is my content, and I can tell you what they may not want you to know, which sounds like the title of <clears throat> sounds like the title of another book that I got coming out. I'll tell you more about that later, but it's really going to be things that can save you money in a number of ways. Um, again, any callers, 347-637-1008, 347-637-1008. Um, we're going to put out the information on the blog as far as uh, Mr. Sanford and the information he gave out because we want you to get your credit together. Now is really, Now is really the time. Everything is really working in your favor as far as getting your credit together. Uh, pulling your credit reports, now things are in your favor. Uh, Because of a depressed economy, it's now time for you to do things. Whether you do them with with Mr. Sanford's Sanford's Corporation or not, you do need to get on it, and I can tell you, I I promise you, if you pull your credit report and you have not pulled your credit report within the last 12 months, 18, 24, 36 months, I can guarantee you something is on your credit report that should not be there. And you would be surprised of what it will do to your credit score. Now, this gentleman just said, if you look at it, you can have, let's say you had a 670 credit score, okay, and you had two credit cards, one store card, a car loan. But let's focus on those credit cards. Those credit card limits are $300 apiece and your store card is $200. If your credit cards are maxed out, uh, let's say you owe you know $280 on each card, you're pretty much maxed out, it will drop your credit score. But if you pay that balance down to, you want to be 40%. 40% of any credit that you have, you only want to have about 40% usage. That 40% usage will put you in a category. Now, and I'll tell you another trick about this. You have to be careful of this as well. But it will put you in a category where when a lender will pull your credit, they will look and say, okay, well, this person is good. They don't need to use that additional credit because they're keeping their balance around 40% or less. However, and this is where we talk about the ambiguities of credit. Credit is so ambiguous, there's really not a, a... a nailed down science for it. The Fair Credit Reporting Act will give you different ways of looking at it, and credit goes with ebbs and flows, okay? Um, But if you have too much available credit, that's scary to a lender as well. Here's what I mean. If you had a $10,000 credit card limit, And this really plays in when you start having high balances on your credit card. If you had a $10,000 credit card limit, and let's say you had three of these credit cards, and you only have $1,000 charged on each one of those credit cards, sounds good, right? Well, now you go to buy a house, and you're getting ready to get this mortgage, They can actually look at your credit and see that you have these high available balances. It can scare them because you have too much available credit where if you needed to max out that credit, you could. That's almost $27,000 of credit that you can max out. That will scare some lenders. So they want you to be at around 40 45% because it really looks good on your credit report. You're not too low with your credit profile, it's having too much credit, and you're not maxed out. So these are things that you want to look. But go on the blog, you're going to see uh, Quizzle, Quizzle.com. You can pull your credit report there free. and Or you can go to the federal spondi- uh, uh, sponsored credit site of annualcreditreport.com, annualcreditreport.com and Quizzle.com. And I'll put those up on the blog and as well as Mr. Sanford's information. Listen, audience, it's been a great show, uh, as usual. And I appreciate your support and of what you're giving us. And I you know, continue to pass the message on, listen in to the show, and give us your feedback. We really want to hear it. We really want to know about it. And, of course, same time, same place next week, listen out for us. We're going to have the Understanding the Financing Rhetoric. And so you can be a better shopper, better prepared, and make a, make wiser decisions. So, again, thank you for tuning in to the Legally Steal Show. I'm your host, S.E. Day, and we're giving you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. Until next week, stay careful and don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week.